Hi, I'm Samuel Luke and welcome to my podcast. I believe that the word of God has the power to transform and take God's people to the next level of glory. God's will and his power is wrapped up in his word. And when we understand how to operate the word, victory is certain. Father, we thank you. We praise you, we glorify you. Thank you for this amazing night time that you have given us to just gather and hear your word. Father, I pray your hand of grace be upon each and every one of us. Open the eyes of our heart and of our understanding, O oh Lord. Give us the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. Give us the ability to understand the word. And as I speak, let it not be me who speaks, but the spirit of my Father speaking through me. We bless you, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and 39. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and 39. Can someone read that? Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now chapter 11, 1, 1, to, 1 to 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It says, the just shall live by faith but if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him now on Sunday you know we spoke about faith like having faith in God right and I said the most common thing that people tell is believe God trust God God will do everything everything is in God's hands God is in control Turn to your neighbor and tell them God is not in control. God is not in control. Now, to how many people this is coming as a surprise or a shock or something new? Or are you familiar with this, what I'm saying? The teaching of the sovereignty of God is to an extent where people believe that God is in control of everything. God is in control of my life. God will take care of everything for me. The truth is, that is a very unbiblical statement. For a New Testament believer, God is not in control of your life. If you say God is in control of your life, then you're forfeiting your free will. God will never do anything in your life against your free will. Free will is a gift God has given to man. Why has God given man free will? Because, because... He loves us. Yeah, he loves us. Because he wants us to take decisions. As in, he's not sovereign over everything. 
Yeah. Because he has given that to mankind. Because he has free will himself. Yes, that is a very good point as well, what Edwin just said. Because God has free will, he loves us, he has created us in his own likeness and image. And God has a free will as well. Is anyone controlling God? No. Is anyone telling God what to do? No. God does it out of his will, out of his heart. He has a law, he has a system, and he works within that system. And that system is the system of faith. You understand? That system is the system of faith. When God says something, God doesn't doubt himself. Because he knows whatever he says will happen. What does the Bible say? It says he calls for things that are not as if they, they were. He calls things out of nothing. In the beginning, in Genesis, the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And he said, let there be light. God didn't create light. The Hebrew word for create there is light be. Light, you are there somewhere. Come, exist, come right now and be. In God's world or in God's reality, that thing exists. So therefore he can call it. So he sees it and he calls it and it happens. It exists. It comes into existence. For us, I don't see anything. I don't know how my future is going to be. I don't know how these things will work out for me. So what we do, we are not speaking faith. We are not saying, because we, we will only believe when we see things. What did Jesus say? Blessed are those who do not see, but yet believe. We are becoming very believers who want to see things before they believe. Faith is not being taught in the churches. Faith is not being, being communic- it's not being communicated and expressed and, and, and we are not living faith life. What did the early church see that we're not seeing? They saw the realities of Christ. They saw the realities of who God called them to be. And they called for things and they saw results. Amen. It's not your anointing that's going to get things done. It's not your gifting that's going to get things done. It's not your calling that's going to get things done. Say this with me. Faith. Faith. Faith is the element that you need in your life. Without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. Faith. God didn't say without this or that. He said what? Faith. When Jesus came into this world and he in his earthly ministry, right? Do you see for one time Jesus coming and telling the Jews, hey guys, uh, my father gave the law. You guys are not keeping the law. You're all failing. Let me teach you how to keep the law. 
Did Jesus do that? Did he do that? Never once he told them to do things to gain God's favor. Right? Never once he says, do this, do this, do this, and then God will bless you. Everywhere Jesus went, he spoke about the mystery of faith. Right? If you have faith like a mustard seed. The centurion comes to him whose servant had fever and he was going to die. He was bedridden. So he comes to Jesus and then Jesus says, wait, I'll come to your house. He says, no, I am a man of authority. You are a man of authority. You, my servant, to my servant, go, he goes. The same way you speak and the servant will be healed. Jesus says, I've never seen such kind of faith. Why? Because the centurion did not know the law. The centurion's culture and religion did not know God. The Israelites knew God. They had the law. But yet, they missed the spirit of the law. So therefore, the law condemned them to death. They didn't allow themselves to see the spirits behind the word. They didn't see what God wanted them to see. They made a religion out of it. The do's and the don'ts out of of it. But But the centurion comes and he says, You're a man of authority. I've seen the way you operate. Whatever you say comes to pass. Just speak the word. It will happen in my life. Praise the Lord. So he sees faith and he commends faith. Jesus is talking about faith all the time. Amen. Faith was the most prominent, important topic that Jesus is talking about in entire ministry. Faith. Amen. The whole kingdom operates on the element of faith. So God's system works by faith. You understand? So he calls for things as if they were. Faith is not wishful thinking. Faith is not I hope it happens. When you pray, Jesus said, believe you have already received it. How we pray? Please God, do this for me. Please God, do this for me. It will never work. Why are Christians' prayers not working? You see, we talk about faith. But you see in Christian life, everybody's life in the church is either hit or miss. Right? Miracles happen for some people. Some people have supernatural life. See, if you see my life, from the time I gave my life to Jesus and I began to understand faith, only supernatural experiences I've had. Understand? Ups and downs will be there, but something supernatural will always happen in my life. Something or the other will happen in a way God will intervene and it will happen because I I told God many years ago, I don't want a life apart from faith. I deliberately made a choice and I told God, I want to live by faith. When you enter the kingdom of God, 
you can decide whether you want to live by faith or you want to live an ordinary life. There are two ways for a Christian to live. Actually, there is only one way. There is only one way for all of us to live. That is lifestyle of faith. Your faith will determine the quality of your life and the distance and the elevation that will come in your life. Your faith, not what God has will for your life. Not what whatever God will has for me will happen. It is not going to happen. You are leaving your life to chance. God wants you to take charge of your life and design your life and determine what should happen in your life. We don't allow our life to become a product of chance. Say this with me. I am not a product of chance. I refuse to be a product of chance. I am a product of choice. So you can choose how you want your life to be. As believers, we have all been taught religious words, religious ways of thinking. Okay, religious words and religious ways of thinking. False humility. For example, how are you doing? You have to say, by the grace of God, I am doing well. Why can't you just say, I am doing good? <laughs> you have to bring in, by the grace of God, I am doing well. Do you really mean it when you say, by the grace of God? You see, why? Oh, by God's grace, my brother, I am doing well. In, in, in India, they will say, praise the Lord, brother. I, I don't say, repeat, I say, hello, how are you? I don't say, praise the Lord. Somebody got offended. Why are you not saying, praise the Lord? You are a pastor. I said, why should I say, praise the Lord? You're greeting me, I'm greeting you, I'm greeting you. But that's all. You want to make a religion out of it. They'll put their hand like this, praise the Lord. I don't want to do that. I just want to shake your hand. Or I say, hey, bro, what's up? How are you doing? That's it. I just want to say that. Right? You tell me a testimony that is glorifying God. Okay, come, let's praise God together. Oh, wow, praise God, bro. I'm sharing a testimony where God's grace was so evident in my life. I said, by the grace of God, it happened in my life. Amen. So we have all, we have a way, a Christianese way of doing things, a Christianese way of saying things. You understand? Then, you know, uh, sometimes happen. Uh, so things are not going well. I don't know what God's will for my life is. I don't know why I'm going through all of these things. We have to take charge of our life. Amen. You have to make deliberate choices in your life. You have been called to reign and rule in life. Amen. But you need to walk by Faith. You need to believe in your heart that you are called for a higher life. You need to believe in your heart God has called you to be more than conquerors. You have to believe from the bottom of your heart by faith and say, this is not the life I want to live. My life is greater. Amen? Are you with me? How many of you 
have, have been raised this way. Too much money will give me pride. Huh? Wealth will give me pride. I don't want too much in my life. I just want to be happy. I just want to be content. Then why are you working? Why you want a promotion? Why you want all the extra things in your life? Why you're not content? Why you're not going and living in the forest? You understand? All these are just spiritual jargon. You know, this is nothing. This is just, oh, I, I, I'll be so, I, I just want to be content. I just want enough. Yeah. And then we, we just struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle in life. And then persecution. Oh, persecution. Oh, struggles. Oh, this. And then play the victim mentality. Play the slave mentality. And then somebody else is being blessed. Christians will be the first one to point. See that guy? No humility. See that guy? He's not uh, in the will of God. You see? You understand? So it, there, there is this whole thing about how Christians must behave. Somebody told me, talk like a pastor. No, I cannot talk like a pastor. Dress like a pastor. Why should I? You're wearing white and white. Why should I wear white and white? You, have, you cut your hair like a small boy. Why should I cut my hair like a school boy? I'm not. I'll do what I want. It's my life. It's my identity. It's who God has called me to be. My style or my way of talking. Of course, I got to talk in a decent way. You know. But what I'm saying is, there is no method or way a pastor should be or whatever. We are all kingdom citizens. There is a kingdom way of doing things. Amen. My talk is of faith. I don't want to talk religion. I want to talk faith. Turn to your neighbor and say, talk faith. Say in life of church, we don't talk religion. We talk faith. Straight up. No no religion. We talk faith. There is no, oh, you have to be such a way to be a Christian. No. The only language that you are, I will expect you to talk is faith. Amen. The only language you're not allowed to talk in this place is doubt and fear. I mean, of course, if you feel vulnerable, if you feel hurt, you can come and share with me. But I will never, ever encourage you to be in that place. I'll never ever tell you that that is your identity. I'll tell you, I understand that you're going through this tough season in your life right now. But I'll slap you with the words that come out of my mouth and wake you from that slumber and say, wake up. Time for you to rise and shine. Amen. Amen. Let the glory of God shine upon your life. It is time for you to put on your shield of faith. Your sword of the spirit of the word of God. Put on the whole armor of God and face your battles like a true warrior. Amen. When you're weak, when you're hurt, yes, I'm there to comfort. I'm there to love. I'm there to understand. All of us go through hard times. I go through hard times. I go through times I want to give up. I go through times that I feel like I just want to give up and I just want to rest. I go through those seasons. I do. I honestly do. And I have friends and sources to whom I go and share. Like you guys come to me or Pastor Twinkle. I have people that I go to with the kind of burdens that I have in my own life. 
So I'll go and I'll share. I'll unburden myself. I'll, I'll unload myself. I'll share. And they'll share with me. And they'll say, bro, come on. Let's pray. Let's talk faith. Let's talk vision. Let's talk this. And I have people, friends coming to me. They are ministering to others, but they come to me. They share their burdens with me. I prophesy into their lives. I speak into their lives. And I lift them up. And vice versa, we help each other. And that's the Christian life. We love one another. We give one another. But we always remind ourselves that our lifestyle is a lifestyle of faith amen so we must never come to that point where we come up with our own ideas of what god wants for us so people try something and it doesn't work out so they will think oh i i tried it it didn't work hard so maybe god doesn't want for me maybe god doesn't want me to succeed maybe god doesn't want the best for me See, there are many elements and factors that come into play. Okay, number one. Turn to your neighbor and say, preparation. Preparation. Preparation is very important. God commended Abraham for his faith. Because God said, give me your son. And God, Abraham believed even if God took Isaac, he will be able to raise him up from the dead. If Abraham told God, God, okay, I will sacrifice him. Okay. Uh, but didn't actually take Isaac, take all the wood and go and build the altar. God, don't worry, I'll do it. <laughs> you understand? He prepared the sacrifice. He prepared the altar. He put in the work and he went there and he laid Isaac on the altar. You have to give God something for God to honor your faith. You get what I'm saying? If you don't put in the effort, God cannot bless what you don't give him. He can only bless what you're prepared by faith. Amen. Most people want to have faith. Let's say you're believing God for a car. Okay. You believe God for a car. Okay. You want to buy a car. You don't have money at all for the car. You tell yourself, when I get the money, I will buy the car. Why don't you go to the showroom and see the car first by faith? Say step of faith. faith. You got to take a step of faith. Go see the car. Talk to the salesman as if that car is yours. Believe this is mine. Go see the car. That's mine. They will ask you all kind of questions. How you going to be? This is... Don't, you don't have to tell him you're broke. You don't have to tell him you don't have money in your bank account. You know you want to buy a car. You go there. You see. I want this. Take a step off faith. Amen. You want to start a business. You're only talking. God, please do something. Please do something. Please do something. He would be like, what do you want me to do? He do something, something what? 
do something lord will send you a bouquet tell you never say make specific steps to watch your goals by faith if it's an exam study hard for it work for it amen and and, and do your best you understand if it is something that you're believing for put your steps towards it if you sit idle and pray you're not taking step off of faith you have to go out and believe by faith and take start taking possessions you know that's why i like robin you know because he really sometimes he he also reminds me of the steps that i need to take he will tell me pastor this land we need to buy why don't we do like this do like this sometimes i'll put him on hold but then i'll think uh, yeah he's right he'll remind me sometimes without him knowing or realizing by faith amen so i like that i like that sometimes you know for me i'm like thinking about all the logistics and everything and then sometimes i'm like pastor why can't we just believe by faith that god will give us a land i like that and he gave me some steps how to do it and achieve it i don't like your plan and maybe very soon when god gives us the go we'll implement it amen yeah. <laughs> say faith faith if you keep waiting for god to do something he will ask you what something you have to be specifically aligning your steps towards your goal amen dress for that the job you understand you're 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 being uh, you're going for a job interview to be an engineer right will you go dressed as a carpenter huh all sawdust oh the hammer everything hanging and then you're going yes i'm here for the it job <laughs> you got to turn up looking like simian like the it guy <laughs> you know you got to turn up looking so you're going that dress you're going that expecting believing this is how what is already yours amen from today keep calling for things that you want God to do in your life call for things god is not in control of your life if god was in control of your life right now we should be where we are supposed to be right why we are not where we are supposed to be right now because god is waiting for all of us to grow in our faith and to call for things when you grow in sonship when you grow in maturity you must begin to take charge of your life and your situations amen you must know from the word of god what is rightfully yours when you are born again how are you born again by believing faith let's go to ephesians i'll end soon ephesians Chapter 2 verse 
Ephesians 2.8. Can somebody read? For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So, three things. Grace, saved and faith. Grace, saved and faith. What is the end product here? Saved. Grace, save, salvation is the end product. What gave you that salvation? Huh? Grace. Grace. See, I am God. I am gracious towards you. So I'm giving you a gift. Okay, I say, okay, salvation is, I, I give you. I give you, okay. I am giving by grace. Right? I'm giving you a free gift. If you don't take it, you cannot receive it. Say this to me, I cannot receive whatever I don't take. So I'm giving you. I said, sing it here. Don't take it, okay? Here. Here. I'm giving it to you. Is he taking it? So he's not received it. It's still hanging. So salvation is given for to all mankind. But why are some not saved? They didn't okay. What is the element missing in their life? Faith. Grace or salvation? Grace or faith? faith? Grace has provided for everyone. Here, I'm giving you. Now you take. <laughs> Grace provided, he took it by faith. faith. So because he took it by faith, the salvation that I gave freely because of my grace applied in his life. God has reconciled the whole world unto himself through his son. Saved everyone. But salvation is not working in a non-believer because the non-believer is not believing. But when a believer believes, he says, I want this. So he takes it. Then you become a new creation. When you become a new creation, you become like a baby in the kingdom. Then when you are a baby, you are growing, you are maturing. Then you go through levels of faith, measures of faith. You have more faith today than you were had yesterday, than you had day before yesterday, than you had last year. The measure of faith is growing. Okay, so you receive first the salvation. Once the salvation came, you are now a born again. So when you are born, you are what? You are a baby, right? You are a baby in the kingdom. You are brand new in the kingdom. You are saved already. Out of Egypt, out of the world, God has taken you and brought you into the kingdom. But you are equal to a servant. Why? Because what belongs to mature sons is not given to kids. It's given to sons who come into maturity. So what people do, they are loitering around baby, child-like thing for a long time without growing in faith. So in Christian life, it is so vital, so important to understand what God has for me so I can grow in sonship, so I can grow in faith, so I can take what is rightfully 
mind. So you have taken salvation. After salvation, a lot of people believe God allows sickness. So they believe it is God's will for them to be sick. So they are not taking by faith the divine health that is rightfully theirs. But you also have an obligation to put your health in the right direction. You understand? You keep eating junk and you keep eating KFC and you say, I want to lose weight by the fire of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to lose weight. Yeah, there is a physical element as well, right? You have to take care of yourself. You can't beat yourself up and live unhealthy and expect God to heal you. So you got to take care of yourself. So you got to take care of your spirit, soul, body, right? All three. But then you got to believe that you have divine health. That God wants you to live in superior health. How do you live in superior health? Say this with me. Faith. So from faith to faith, we must grow. So grace gives to you. Faith takes it. So God has made available everything that you need for life and godliness. But you need to take it. So a lot of Christians are window shopping. Without entering the store and actually taking what is theirs freely. They're standing outside and looking at the window, shop in the shop windows and saying, wow, what a nice, what is nice thing? What a nice thing. Oh, God has this for me. God has that for me. But they are not entering into the shop and taking what is rightfully theirs. Just imagine, just imagine. Imagine a huge storeroom, like a warehouse. And God tells you, everything inside this is yours. Okay. You walk inside, good health, lots of money, prosperity, husband, wife, your future, your car, your finances, your house, your businesses, you find everything is inside that, that storeroom. You take a look around and say, nice. God, you will provide and then you will go out. God says, I have provided. You got to take it by faith. So many Christians are praying amiss. Oh God, if it is your will, let this happen. See, not every prayer that I pray, I pray if it is your will. If it is your will, give me a car. You want to buy a car? You buy Why are you asking if it is will or not? Okay. You understand? If it is your will. No. You, come, you must come to a stage where we're growing. We're growing. We're growing. Of course, don't be a student and buy a Mercedes Benz, you know. Then you can't pay for the petrol. In every stage in life, your increase will and must come. It depends on you 
how you take it, how you apply faith and you say, I want this in my life. When I turned a certain age, I said, I need to get married. I want to go. I bring my wife and I began to call foot. At this stage in my life, I got, I got restless living in Philippines. I said, God, what is the next step? I want to know. I didn't say, Lord, show me your will. Show, no, show me, Lord, where I need to go. You need to be precise. Many people are waiting for the will of God. God, what is your will? What is your, where is it? Lord, where is nothing. You need to take charge of your life. Amen. God is not an emotional God. Okay? God is not emotional. What is this guy? Look at the way he's asking. So much pride. You think God will think like that? No. God will be happy. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. When you ask like a son, you be like, that's my boy. Look at the way he's asking. He's asking as if he knows it is rightfully his. I'd rather be the prodigal son than the elder son. The elder son was a useless guy. At least the prodigal son knew the wealth belonged to him. He just took it too early and didn't have the wisdom to spend it. Right? But the elder son was in and behaving like a servant. You haven't given me anything. You haven't given me anything. Father said, hey, everything that you see is already yours. Take it and use it like it's already yours. Why are you waiting for me to kill that bull and make biryani for you? You take it and do it, man. Everything you want me to do for you, I am not in charge of your life. You decide. I've given you. You do what you want. The reason why Christians are not prospering is because they are waiting for God to bless them. When God has already blessed you and given you all things and he says, call it forth. He has a go down. He has a warehouse. It has a storehouse filled with things that he has for you. And he says, see it and go take it and live your best life. Amen. In my life, I spend majority of my time sharpening my faith. Amen. I spend majority of my time sharpening my faith. Anything that drains my faith, I don't want it in my life. Let's begin a culture of faith. Amen. Others might think that you're too arrogant. Let them think. I don't want to please man. I want to please God. Faith pleases God. Are you with me? So, your experiences cannot determine faith. Oh, you know, for them it happened like this. But they're very good Christians, bro. Very good Christians. You know, even then it happened. Hey, is God's word your standard? Or that family or standard. You understand? God's word is my standard. We are very emotional. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. So if something. Maybe it was the will of God. That this happened. This such terrible thing happened in your life. Because it's the will of God. Wow. 
so we we have a christians have a very nice way of putting the blame on god for everything that happens i want to take charge of my life i want to look at where i went wrong so the same mistake does not happen in my life again i'm not saying my life i've never made mistakes i've made mistakes i've gone and i've felt several times in my life but every time i feel i ask myself where did i go wrong that i fell amen after falling i will not you will never find me going and asking god please help me out of this pit i will ask god god where did i go wrong why did i fall why didn't i get it why is this not working for me which angle do you want me to see this from then i will shift my focus and then god will give me another angle and then i will begin to look at the situation mm this is where i went wrong okay 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 got it got it i won't say sorry to god or not i'll just say faith pleases you me saying sorry does not please you what faith what pleases you faith i know you know i'm struggling so thank you for giving me this angle i'm learning i'm learning god thank you for growing me in sonship i'm going to i'm going to get a better angle in this situation and from this angle i will see and i'll say okay god this is how it's going to work out for my life amen people are wasting time begging god for something to happen in their life begging god will never work because when you beg what are you doing please give faith says give it's mine but we don't offend god why hey how can you talk to god like that how can you demand things from the kingdom as if you are of course you are have my son will come and take and go he won't ask why because he knows that i will give him right how much more our heavenly father who will give freely you understand we got to start behaving like children see the kingdom of god is for for like those who are like children right children you tell them just they will believe it's this they will not doubt we will doubt how will they feel we like offend them and then we make all these doctrines in our own mind and then we miss it out a lot of supernatural things are not happening in believers life because of lack of grow in your faith life build up your faith life and see the supernatural happening in your life amen Let's pray. Father, we thank you. The entrance of your word brings light, O oh Lord. Lord, I pray that today everyone here will elevate to the next level of faith. Will operate from the next level of faith. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.